takes the hood to save the hood because my homegirl Vajra, who also, you know, gave me wisdom and game, used to say it takes thugs to save thugs, Rudy. She wanted to put that on her shirt. It takes a thug to save a thug. She gave me that concept. And so it makes sense. It takes the hood to save the hood, the people. You ain't got to be from the hood to save the people. You just got to be somebody who's a human being that cares. That was Rudy Corpuz of United Players. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco, a podcast all about the artists, activists, and small businesses that make this city unique. This is part two of our episode with Rudy and United Players. They and Uncle Damien just held a gun buyback event over the weekend, at which 196 firearms were removed from the streets. That's just a sliver of the amazing, inspiring work that United Players does for the community. Here's the conclusion of my talk with Rudy Corpus. October 8th, 1994. So you're coming up on 30 out. years. And so watch this. Way. Yeah. So fast forward. Yeah. October sure. the 8th, 2023. We just celebrated our 29th anniversary. 29th. Congratulations. You guys right happy, here on the wall. Happy anniversary. All these pictures behind you. All obituaries. A lot of these guys, I say 95% of them was involved in UP from 94 all the way to now. Mm. That, you know, may they all rest in peace. Yes, absolutely. And so they was with us. Can I get some of those picture, pictures of some of these? Absolutely. Or maybe all of them. Absolutely. Can, you yeah. can take pictures of them. A lot of them was some was, you know, indirect involved. They helped out. But a lot of them was really United Player members. Mm. That brother right there, Starville. Mm-hmm. He was one. Jarvis. Mm-hmm. Know what I mean, George C. Scott, his mom is my friend, Maddie Scott. That's her son. Okay. Shouts out to Maddie Scott, who who's with the Brady campaign. But a lot of these guys was with us way back then. The and term OG, I mean, I don't, I don't want to use it, you know, whatever. But I mean, but these are like the original UP. Um, yeah, dudes? actually, some of these guys. Were some of them are yeah or, from, original from that day. So OG, you know, they they say it stands for uh, original gangster, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I say it stands for original guidance. There you go. You got OGs now, man. Hey, that's Sorry. Rosie. <laughs> I was Rosie a little Rose. distracted for a second. You can have some of these OGs though, man. You, you know, they 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 burnt out. They OG out of gas. Right. <laughs> right. So okay, well, um, you said they. You said that the. Term United Players came from these the high youth, school kids. From the kids. Yeah. So then after that day, like, how did it turn into whatever, so you know? They, so th- I asked the kids who was there. We figured out why the fight started, how it uh, all went down. It was over some silly shit. Sure, of course. Always. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, what can we do to stop? And they said, well, here at the school, man, there's nothing to do. And so I said, what do y'all want to do? So they came up with all the solutions, basketball term, football, talent show. I said, okay, we could do it. I'll help you, talent but you guys got to organize it. But we would right. not be blacks against Filipino. We'll switch, we'll mix the teams. Right. And so they actually did it. And we said, let's make it a club. They said, all right. I said, all right. So we came up, what y'all want to name it? In 1994, there was rap groups in San Francisco in the Bay Area spelled players, P-L-A-Y-Z. Mm-hmm. Get low players. Mm-hmm. Fote in a players club. Mm-hmm. They, you know what I mean? That's how we adopt that. That's how we wrote. So we wrote on the wall, United Players, and boom, we're still running with it. We worldwide. And so watch this though, Jeff. In 2005, I asked Mauricio Vela, may he rest in peace. I found out he was an ex-felon. That's why he hired me. He okay. was down for a serious crime too. Mm. 
You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Manslaughter. Okay. And so anyway, Mauricio Bella gave me the blessing to take what I started in District 11 to bring it back to my neighborhood, District to 6, where Marquette. I'm born and raised. Yep, yep. So 2005, I moved back over here with just the name, with no funding. Mm-hmm. Just the name. But I had made connections throughout the years from 94 to 2005. 11 years. And I got me a team. I got with Misha Olivas. Okay. She used to be a part of Homie in the mission. Mm-hmm. I got with Carolyn Cotwell, who was the most uh, best grant writer ever. Oh, yeah, you need one of those. Right? Mm-hmm. And we got we came together. And they was volunteering for a couple of years. They didn't even get no money. Oh, shit. Okay. And so I went to certain people, and they was able to give me some fun. Remember that dude, Eugene Coleman? Mm-hmm. He gave me some money. There you he go. He's still alive. May he rest in peace. Yeah. And so I ran what you what Kenny Kip taught me. Right. So guess what? I do with the kids here. We got over man two hundred fifty kids. Okay. I merged with that organization, the Filipino organization, West Bay. Oh. Yeah, in the neighborhood. Okay, when did that happen? Man, it's probably several years ago. Yeah. Because I told them, I said, look, it would be wise of, uh, wise for us to join forces because you guys work with the kids at the same school or at right. the schools in the neighborhood. We do services you don't, and y'all do services we don't. Mm-hmm. It'd be good to collaborate. Mm-hmm. So the director was willing enough to do it. Love it. And so we collaborated. We work with all the kids, the parents, the immediate people from the community. Mm-hmm. Right? And so guess what? When I moved back over here, we was at the rec center because we didn't have enough space for all the kids. And is that on that Folsom? Time, Where's that? On, on Folsom? Folsom, on Folsom. Yeah, yeah. And so watch this. They told us after several you know, years we had an MOU, we, you know, we could no longer be there unless we paid them. Mm. So we said, we can't pay y'all to be here. We ain't got no money like that. So I was so sad. They had the sheriff's department out there. The kids oh, come, come, c- couldn't come in. They blocked it all off. It was raining. <laughs> of course. Yep. And I prayed, man, and I fasted. Okay. And I give, man, that to my brother JT, the bigger figure. He taught me about fasting. So, and I'll share that story with him when I see him. But thank God, and shouts out to JT, the bigger figure, for Filmo. Right? Gave me one of the best gifts in my life. Okay. You know, for the record. And so, anyway, God was able to bless us to get this building here. This one. This one you're sitting in. This is yeah. our building. Yeah. Clubhouse. So now that OE moved in, right, 2005, 6. Oh, no, 2008 and 9. Okay. Because 2005 we got here. We was at the rec center. We had a little office down on Tehama. But we moved in here 2008, 2009. Okay. We found a spot, right? 2015, we was able to buy it. Yes. I mean, I was going to ask you what it was like to find the spot. I would like to hear that, but also, what was it like? Man, to I like- prayed, brother, and I used to draw when I'll be at meetings. Everybody's meeting, but I'll be drawing. And I used to draw, man, with the building I would like to look like. And I promise you, and I put this on God, the building I used to draw on the paper is exactly this building. That's where we are. Straight up. If I could find those drawings I had at meetings, I'd be sitting there while people are all talking about stopping the bond, and I'd be drawing a picture like I used to do in school. I love it. And it was it. the building that we're in now. People like to say now, uh, you manifest things. You manifested the hell. You know the of address that. here? 1038? That's my players club in the heart of Soma. Okay. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? So, you know, and guess what my ID number is? 1038. 1038. Boom. Who came up with It Takes the Hood to Save, save the, the Hood? Who came up so, with that? So it was. What's the story there? So the story is I went to uh, New Orleans Ooh. during Katrina. 
and we New have Orleans. a New York chapter, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. We have a chapter in the Bronx, South South Bronx, okay. that was originated by Julio Soro, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so anyway, uh, a girl who took over for him when he was gone, Amelia Frank, organized a trip to go to New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And I brought some kids from San Francisco, the New York kids. We all went together. All met in New Orleans. Okay. Met in New Orleans. And when we was there, I seen for myself the people survive after the rubble. Unbelievable hardship. was gone. Unbelievable, yeah. And I was looking at it, and they had no water. Yep. They had no lights. Mm -hmm. They had no, the basic essential things you need to survive. In America, they didn't have. Mm -hmm. But they managed to survive. And guess who took care of the people? They the did. people. The drug dealers, the dope fiends, because before they was drug addicts, they was doctors. Mm -hmm. You know? Yep. So the people from the hood took care of the people in the hood. So when I was leaving, I said to myself, it takes the hood to say the hood. You came up with the phrase inspired by what you were seeing on the ground in New Orleans. By seeing and talking to the people. Because you saw that as something that could hap happen anywhere. Well, when, right? when, when, when that... Instant when that thing occurred, right? And uh, out there, Katrina. Mm -hmm. In America, nobody came to help the people, but the people. The president didn't come, right? Right? The governor, the mayor, mm -hmm. and so everybody was there to fend for themselves. This mm -hmm. is me being told by the people in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Look, see, I got that. We built the first oh, yeah. house. Yep. We built the first house out tattoo. there mm -hmm. to put back up. UP did, mm -hmm. the kids. We wow. built that shit, man. Yep. Our ninth war. We put it up. And then once we finished building it and painting it, we had to get out the way. And here come Al Sharpner down the block. And here come mm -hmm. the cameras. So we built it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I was talking that. to the people out there. Shout out to Brother Malik out there. Mm -hmm. And he's from Frisco. He was out there mm -hmm. when putting it together. And I'm chopping it up with him and the residents. And they was like, saying, yeah, man, we was left. We was asked right. out. And right. so we activated the people. We put everything aside that we had. And we went to work. And we started saving people. Making yeah. tourniquets. Putting uh, tires so they can float. Right. And it was done by the, the people who people count out in the community. Right. The drug dealers, the drug addicts, the thugs, they was the ones who did it. Okay. And so when I was at the airplane, at the airport flying back, I was marinating on all this. Mm -hmm. I said, shit. Takes the hood to save the hood. Because my homegirl, Vajra, who also you know, gave me wisdom and game. Used to say, it takes thugs to save thugs, Ruby. Mm -hmm. She wanted to put that on her shirt. It takes a thug to save a thug. Mm -hmm. She gave me that concept. Mm -hmm. And so it makes sense. It takes the hood to save the hood, the people. You ain't got to be from the hood to save the people. You just got to be somebody who's a human being that cares. That has a heart. You damn right. Who's compassionate and that yeah. cares and wants to do something. Because a lot of people from the hood would tear the hood up. Mm -hmm. But we got people who care mm -hmm. from you about humanity. And that's what that means. Yep. I love it. Thank you, um, So that was 05 or so. You had been doing United Plays for a minute. Yep. Was the idea that you would be working with kids all over just in South of Market in District 11? Like what? How, how did the, I guess, the mission of United Plays evolve over time? I think, um, and, and, and oh, sorry, but you also ahead. said there's, there's a chapter in New York. Are there other chapters? Like, Absolutely. Okay. So, so God is good. I'm going to tell you like this. I believe that we made so much of an impact 
when we was at Bow, and you know, Bow has students everywhere. They'll go everywhere. And then coming back to my community, my neighborhood, people, man, San Francisco, like I said, from the gate, mm-hmm. everybody's, tran- you know, you connected. Mm-hmm. So people wouldn't know because we would wear our shirts. We would be at activities and community events, cleaning up, mm-hmm. doing peace rallies, events. We'll go all over the city. And yeah. so people would want to know more and join us. Right. We only worked with high school kids at the time. Mm-hmm. But then I used to bring the kids to the prison, San Quentin Prison, mm-hmm. to the Squires program, the Choices program. And I was able to meet a good friend of mine up there. His name was Stanley Tookie Williams. Mm-hmm. He was the co-founder of the Crips. Okay. And he used to say, hey, Rudy, man, do you work with the little kids? Right. Younger than high school. Yeah, elementary. He wrote oh. children books while he was on a row. Okay. And so me and him would chop it up. And he would say, hey, man, this is San Quentin. He would say, hey, man. You'll make more of an impact working with the little kids, I promise mm. you. And I didn't take him serious. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And so later on, right, he made a movie called Redemption, played by Jamie Foxx. Yeah. And they played that movie at the Bravo Theater, or the Roxy, I think, on 16. Remember on the mission? Mm-hmm. And they invited us. Barbara Bensel was okay. a good friend of mine who was connected with Tookie. Okay. Played the movie there they invite us we came the movie was over it's a good movie and they said we have stanley tookie williams from death row to talk to you guys wow and so he said wait a minute is rudy there (laughs) you can hear him yeah and they said hey he's here can you talk to him let me talk to him offline real quick Mm -hmm. so i heard that i went in the back he said what's up i was calling big dog what's up big dog he said you do what i ask you to do i said what you asked me to do he said, work with the little kids. Mm-hmm. He said, they're not going to let me live, man. Mm. They're not going to let me live. Mm-hmm. So do that, man. I'm telling you. Mm. I said, you know what? You got my word. And guess what? I did it, but he requested. And mm-hmm. now it's probably one of the most impactful programs we got. You expanded age-wise. That's right. Yeah. May he rest in peace, Stanley Tookie Williams, because yeah. they, ed- they ended up executing him. Yeah. And now look, man, we got a gang of little youngsters. So now the program, uh, the age range. From the elementary bigger. to the penitentiary, because we got reentry, brother. Guys coming home after doing 25, 35. I got a guy did 45. I got a dude came home, did 50 years. Damn. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. 50 years straight. That's the halftime we're talking about. Come on, man, my whole life. Oh, yeah. Right. You know That's what I mean? unbelievable. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and so. I am so thankful that God has blessed me to be in the lives of all these folks because now a lot of the dudes who have came home after doing life sentences are the ones working with the elementary school kids. So now we're in the elementary schools, Mm -hmm. we're in middle schools, we're in high schools, we're in prisons, we're on the streets. And this neighborhood that I've grown, uh, that I grew up in, has changed throughout mm-hmm. the years. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of tech people moving, a lot of developers, yep. and I'm very blessed that I was able to hold them accountable and build relationships with them because okay. I'm a native. Right. And so you know the rec center that we ran our program out of. Mm-hmm. This December, they're knocking, they're gonna shut it down, and they're gonna um, renovate it. Okay. And it's gonna be a state of the art rec center are you involved in that absolutely man nice. shoot it's my neighborhood right on. and i made sure we got funding for that from the offsets of these developments being built in my neighborhood right that housing for our people right mm-hmm. 
funding to bring mental health services to the elementary schools, the middle schools. Love it. Right? And we build real authentic relationships because a lot of these developer people that did come, they wanted to help out. Mm -hmm. They just didn't trust a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But some of them were good or good, good people. And there's some who are assholes. Sure. But I build relationships with the ones who are authentically want to help build and stabilize our community. You found and the who ones you could who work wasn't, with. Yeah. We got rid of their ass. Yep. Yep. What can you tell us? Because I went to two of the three undiscovereds this this season, um, and also just the good folks at Soma Pilipinas. What can you tell us about that festival? And because, like I said, so, I went, yeah, but it hasn't you, been. I'm gonna tell you some real shit, homie. Yeah, and see, I, you know see. what? So, uh, so I'm a part of Soma Filipino. I'm I'm from Soma and I'm Filipino, right. and I run a nonprofit that helps the people out. But a lot of people who are there during uh, the celebration, mm -hmm. those were a lot of the people who actually was trying to stop that project. Hmm. Yeah, but I don't think they know that's what I was fighting for. Hmm. See, I'm from 94103. You dig what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I was there to build that bridge to help that park be built, mm -hmm. to get that building, to help put money into our community to stabilize schools, rec centers, and nonprofits and housing. Right. For our people. That was the offset. We got 40%. Right? From negotiating with them. Mm. But there was organizations that didn't want it. But of guess course. what? The people from them organizations was at that party over there mm, kicking it. That's rich. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you was against it, why are you over there kicking with it? Right. But, you know, let it be what it be. Well, what, a celebration. I saw, what I saw was beautiful. Both times Come on, I man. went. It was amazing. That's the vision I had. Like, I had chills that day, and oh, I'm getting man. chills now talking about it. Just all the performance, all the beauty, that all was the people the selling their stuff, like, yes. things that people make, and what what you're That's what I fought for. I fought it, to make sure that that can happen. Keeping it in the hood. Yeah, I keep not, not, not yeah. only that, because a lot of hood people, I feel like, need to be there more, mm -hmm. right? But for that vision to happen, that Filipinos could come down and we could celebrate our victories and our wins. Hell yeah. And have our culture continue to be acknowledged. Because what I told you from the gate, this is a 120-year history of Filipinos. Yep. We would never leave, and I'm not going to yeah. let them let us leave because we have foundations now that we're putting flags in. Yes. West Bay, they just bought their building around the corner. Just bought it. Lovely. That building's twice as big as this. I just got another one. I bought a building, 1044, for the kids in the and reentry that nice. we will be opening, man, in 2024. We got street signs now. We got parks. I saw your street We signs. got housing. That's yep. the part we need to work on now more is housing. How do we um, mm. prioritize our Filipino families in the 94103? Mm -hmm. But a lot of them don't want to be here. They want to leave because it's dangerous in this neighborhood. Mm. This neighborhood got dangerous. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You got a lot of mentally ill. You got a lot of homeless. You got a lot of drugs. You got a lot of fentanyl. You got all kind of crazy stuff. So a lot of people, man, are like, they ain't trying to stay. They trying to get on. Mm -hmm. And I don't blame them. Mm -hmm. And so my job now is to make this neighborhood safe. Because regardless if you have uh, housing, you have businesses, you got residents, you have schools, if you don't have safety, yep. ain't none of it going to thrive. Right. Guess what we did today? What would you do today? We cut the ribbon, man, with the mayor around the corner to open three of them hotels. Oh. The ones that was occupied 
by mm-hmm. um, I guess the 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 houseless mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. population, and they went up in there and they was letting them stay up in there rent free, mm-hmm. so they would be off the street, and they tore them hotels up. Mm-hmm. Gave them an opportunity to have a roof over their head and a foundation on their feet. And guess what they did? Mm. They fucked them hotels up. Mm. See, y'all Everything went in to and, the socket. Y'all went in and cleaned it up. The community was fighting, man, for years, man, yeah. to make sure we get this back yep. to a thriving community. Because that neighborhood got saturated, man, with drug dealers mm-hmm. and drug users and mentally ill. And everybody who were walking, that was children, women, or elders, man, could not walk alone. Yeah. Hell no. Nah. We was being terrorized in our own neighborhood. And so we want to help that population out. Right? The drug we want to help them. We don't want they don't I know what it feels like to sell drugs. I don't want to be a drug dealer forever. You end up in prison. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't want to uh uh get the homeless to be on the street. You want them to get housing. Right? right. You want them to mentally heal to get the services that they need. But there's some people who do not even want it. Right. They had tents and a room, mm. and some of them rather be in a tent and then save their room, go in there whenever they want. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. had uh, drug dealers who was out there that was poisoning and killing our community with mm-hmm. fentanyl. Mm-hmm. We had more deaths from fentanyl, man, in San Francisco, I think, than anywhere in every year. Yep, I've heard that before, too. You know what I mean? And yep. I understand they got to make money. They got to hustle. They got to survive. Right? But not by killing people. But no, man, come on, man. You're selling yeah. death. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you got to be held accountable for your actions. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Remember, I came up in the crack era. Right. I paid my dues. <laughs> yeah. You feel me? Yeah. And so you out there, there's consequences to it. Let us get you help so you ain't got to be a drug dealer no more. You mentally ill. Let's put you in a place where you get the right services so you could get the meds that you need so you don't be out here, man, knocking shit right there in front of the building, breaking our windows, hitting people over the head with hammers. Mm-hmm. You're know, walking down the street trying to just work nine to five. There's got to be a balance and accountability, brother. And now you have basically 30 years of doing that. So you know it works. What works? Connecting with people and helping 100%. people and lifting them up. 100%. Yeah. You have, healers need healing too, brother. Hurt people hurt people, but heal people heal people. Mm. But if you don't want the service and we can try to provide it for you. See, life's a two-way street. We can give you everything you want. San Francisco gives you everything. But there's so much that's being given. Guess what? People don't even want it. Yeah. You got the probably the most fattest homeless people on the street. Mm. The laziest mm-hmm. homeless people on the streets. Mm-hmm. When you got opportunities everywhere, right? Yeah. You, you got take- paraphernalia and you got drugs being brought to you right there. Right. You got tents being brought to you. You got all the essential things you need for you to survive. And then guess what? You can't even go nowhere if the police come and tell you to move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. Where's the balance in all this, though? Right. You got drug dealers complaining about drug dealers. You got homeless people complaining about other homeless people. Mm-hmm. Because they got taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And everybody wants to point the finger at the mayor. Nah, man. These are laws that was put in place by the people. Mm-hmm. But now the mayor got to clean that shit up. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Rudy, you talked a little bit uh, a few minutes ago. You talked a little bit about the future of uh, United Players and, and what you want to do. I want to end, if this is okay with you, because we are running up against your deadline. 
We show it. Every year on our show, every season, and we're in our sixth season now, we have a theme. And our theme, we're just getting started with season six. Our theme this season is we're all in it. I want you to riff on that. So, you want me to elaborate on that, you're saying? I just want, what does that mean to you? We are all in it. Maddie Scott taught me we are all in it to win it. And when we say winning it, it means to have a community that's thriving and that is safe and that is unified. Nobody wants to live and walk in fear, man. Everybody wants to be honored and respected, right? And we have a city, San Francisco, I told you, is the best city on this planet. I've been everywhere on this earth. We have what it takes. We are, man, creators, initiators. It starts right here, bruh, in San Francisco. Like I said earlier, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. If you can make it and survive in San Francisco, you could change the whole world with the love of San Francisco, the heart. San Francisco is love, man. We got so much compassion, bruh. That was Rudy Corpus. Follow United Players on Instagram. Next week on the show, you'll get to know Bill English and Susie Damalano, the founders of San Francisco Playhouse. Episode 5 drops next Tuesday, wherever you get podcasts. Music for Storied San Francisco was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our sixth season, we have more than 200 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're able to, please rate and review the show, and drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Keep rejecting those silly doom loop narratives about our city. Stay wacky, weird, healthy, and creative. And we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. We acknowledge and respect the first humans of the unceded land we call San Francisco, the Ramaytoshaloni. We condemn the genocide of these and other tribes across the Western Hemisphere. We honor their legacy and history, and we support rematriation and sovereignty efforts. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcasts.bff.fm. BFF.fm, best frequencies forever.